0: Genesis chapter four, verse two. When they grew up, when Cain and Abel grew up, Abel became a shepherd while Cain cultivated the ground. And when it was time for harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift. Watch this. The best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift but he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry. And he looked dejected. Why are you so angry, the Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at your door. It is eager. This is what, this is what sin wants to do. It's eager to control you. But you must subdue it and be its master. The Lord accepted Abel in his gift, but he did not accept Cain in his gift. I want to talk just literally 20 minutes from this idea, the first offering. The first offering. I want to take you back to the first offering. Holy Spirit, thank you for what I believe you've already accomplished in this service. And thank you for what you'll do now as you speak through your word. In the mighty name of Jesus, everybody said amen. 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 Thank you. I just want to give you three truths from this text quickly um, to kind of set up the series. I, I, the next two weeks are going to be very much focused on miracles and on what God wants to do in your life. But I wanted to bring us back to this foundational thought from this first offering because I think it matters. And, um, and I, I promise you this series is really going to raise your faith to believe and expect from God. But I want to I start right here because I want to get to the heart of the matter because I think it's just so clear in this text. And here's the first thing I want to tell you. God doesn't need my offering. Just ask Cain. So good. All the church wants is my money. I don't want it. So if that's your spirit, we don't want it. All God wants is my He don't need it. There is no recession happening in heaven. There's no inflation happening in heaven. I was in California this week. There are no cargo ships floating on the sea in heaven waiting to get to port. That's right. God does not need your money. He doesn't need my money. He doesn't need our offering. Just ask Cain. <laughs> Is this a way to raise money? Probably not, but I got to tell you what the Holy Spirit told me. Cain gave some. Abel gave his best. See, let, let me tell you what giving some will do. It will lead to spiritual pride and self-righteousness. Oh, yeah, I gave to that. I, I threw 20 bucks in that box one time. Yeah, I helped that church out. Yeah, I gave a dollar to that homeless guy. I gave. It, just, it doesn't move God. Right. I'm just telling you it doesn't move God. Yeah, you know, that, that waitress wasn't great, but I, you know, I still gave her 15%. Wow, you are so generous. It just doesn't move God. I'll never forget, a, he was a millionaire business guy in our church when my wife and I got married now over 15 years ago. And he said, boy, I'm going to bless you guys for your wedding. I just can't wait. Oh, man, I'm just so excited. I was just so pumped. I mean, I'm thinking. I don't know what I was thinking, but I was thinking it going to be a lot. And he caught me in the lobby before the wedding, and he said, I just have to give you this. And he handed me, pulled out of his pocket a check, And I stared at him, he goes, you can look at it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. I mean, I'm a millionaire, this is it. And I opened that check and it was a $10 check. And he was like this. And everything in me wanted to go, did you forget a zero or zeros or? And he was just so pumped. He just, he gave me some. It was was his to give, it was some. A very small sum, but it was some. And when, and when you give some, it, it always just leads to self-righteousness, just to really a dependence on you, but when I give my best, it leads to a deep dependence on God and His provision. When I give my best, I surrender my heart. Can you just imagine Cain coming up to the altar with wilted grains and rotten strawberries and old tomatoes with worms eaten in them and some old potatoes that he didn't like because he was cutting carbs. And so (laughs) he just gave some of his offering. Never put on the altar what belongs in the compost pile. (laughs) Never give to God what belongs in the trash. He just gave some, and God goes, oh, okay. And I think if we're not careful, we will, we will get into this mentality that we're like, we're doing God a favor. Nope. Or even that we're doing our church a favor. I just want to tell you, that's just not what it is. This is a, this is a spiritual response to the goodness of God in our life. So good. God has never asked for an offering because he needed it. He asked for offerings because we need it. We need the moment. We need that moment of honor, that moment of trust, that moment of faith, that moment of obedience, that moment of, okay, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to take this step. It changes us. It removes possessions from our heart. And it keeps them in our hands. Our offering reminds us that money is a tool to do good and not a God to worship. I'm not saying money is bad. I'm not saying money is evil. The love of money is the root of all evil, but money isn't the root of all evil. Money is not a bad thing. It can be a blessing to your family. It can be a blessing to future generations. A good man stores up up an inheritance to his children and children. All that's good. Money... But you just got to keep it as a tool and not as a God that you worship and that you trust and that you put your faith in. Number two, God is, he's looking at my heart. Just ask Abel. Abel also brought a gift, the best portion. Okay, so Cain gave some, Abel gave the best. Okay, so here, now, now the question of well, what's the best? I think if you, if you love the Lord, you're probably nervous right now. You're like, well, what? I mean, like, I know what I got in my bank account. Like, is it? The, the best is not all. Look at this on the screen. God is not demanding perfection, but he is worthy of our best. My best is obedience to his voice. Give me an amen, everybody. That, that's, that's the best. So not, if if you have $3,000 to your name, that's not, the best is whatever the Holy Spirit is telling you to give. That's the best. That's it. Abel gave the best. He looked out on his his cattle, he looked out on the lambs, he looked out and he said, I'm going to give God the best. I'm not going to find the three-legged lamb that is blind in one eye and... I can't use them anyway, can't do anything with it. I'll give that to God. No, he gave the best. He gave the firstborn. He gave the best. He gave the best and he gave the the first. Listen, our best is whatever the Holy Spirit is asking us to do. John chapter 2, verse 5, whatever he says to you, do it. That's the best. Listen, what is going to change your life is not throwing a few bucks in the offering. What's going to change your life is hearing God and obeying God. (laughs) And what's going to make City Light a church that is a powerful force for good in our city is not just when people just show up, but it is people who obey the voice of God, who stand on the truth of Scripture, and who love their neighbor. And again, there's no amount here. This This is between you and the Holy Spirit. Whatever God tells you to do, if you'll do it, that's your best. He goes on to tell Cain, you would be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out, sin is crouching at your door. Listen, generosity builds a barrier between me and greed. good. Generosity is my constant reminder that God is my source and that he is a faithful provider. When I I give, I put a barrier up against greed. When I I give, I put a barrier up against sin. When I truly live in generosity, it it keeps money as a tool. When When I truly give, It is teaching me to master my money so I'm not mastered by money. Yeah, good. Good. Oh, yeah. Note, notice what he said there in verse seven. He said sin is crouching, it's controlling, it's mastering. So when I, when I give, I prove that I love God and I use money, not the other way around. Good job. Good job. Hello. I don't love money and use God to get more of what I love, No. I love God. And I use money to honor God, to serve God, to expand the kingdom of God, to be a blessing to the people of God. Are y'all with me? Say amen. This is, this is important now. And, and this happens when I do my best. It happens when I give my best. It happens when I obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. It happens when I trust God. It happens in this moment like... Like D, who he quit that very lucrative job. So if you need a haircut, guys, he's your guy. Okay? Because he didn't quit that job and become a millionaire cutting hair. He, he took a huge hit financially to obey the Holy Spirit. So don't think I'm up here preaching. You know, if you give a 1000 today, God's going to give you a Bentley tomorrow. We don't believe that. We give God our, now, does God bless? Absolutely. Is God going to bless Daniel? Absolutely. Well, eventually, the overarching theme of the widow's life is it going to go up? Absolutely. But did he have to make a decision? Absolutely. Woo. And some of y'all are mad that I'm receiving an offering, and there's men that will be in church today that will go to that club and you give offerings to those girls. I'm done with it. I'm done. $20 for a movie, $49,000 for a bucket of popcorn, I'm done. I'm not, I don't feel bad about this because sacrifice will always lead to blessing. Generosity will always lead to blessing. And there, there, is a, there is a prosperity of the world, but it always leads to heartache and greed and pain and destruction. But the Bible says that the blessing of the Lord, it maketh one rich, and it adds no sorrow. We need to just show this video all day because I, I don't think anyone else can be as friendly as this 9 a.m. crowd. You cannot, number three, you cannot separate yourself from your offering. Oh, Just ask God. That is <laughs> he accepted Cain and his offering. You can't separate. He rejected, excuse me, he rejected Cain and his offering. He, can't, he accepted Abel and his offering. He can't separate it. Because my offering and my life are connected, they're married, they're, they're joined together. And when I give my best, whatever my best is, when I give my best, God accepts not only the offering, he accepts me. And some of you, you know, you know just enough Bible to be dangerous. You're like, well, I'm, I'm accepted because I'm, I'm already a believer in Jesus. I understand that, but listen, you can go to heaven and never experience any of the benefits Because you live in disobedience your whole life. So I'm not here to I'm not saying you're going to hell. What I'm saying is, you never, you never experience this moment where God accepts your offering. He accepted Abel in his gift, he rejected Cain and his gift. Never forget this. God always leads by example. Now, because he is God, he doesn't have to. He could just say, just give. But because he is good. He always leads by example. So, how does God know I love him? By my gift. How does God know that I love him? By my obedience? John chapter 14, verse 15 if you love me, obey my commands. How do I know God loves me? By his gift. How do I know? How does God know that I love him by my giving? How do I know God loves me by his giving? So good. That's so good you, God. God did not say, I love you. I'm never going to show it. I'm never going to prove it. You just got to trust me. No. For God so loved the world that he gave. <laughs> he loved, so he gave. Because you can never separate. And he did not send an angel, and he did not send a lamb, and he did not send an animal. He did not even send a prophet or a king. He sent his only begotten son. He gave his best. That whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. So how can I give to God? I give to God out of a response to what he's already given me. (sighs) Last scripture. Hebrews eleven four. 4. It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. So, so notice now, Cain's offering was not by faith. Abel's offering was by faith. So good. Yep. I promise you, if you'll hear God and God will give you a number, it will require faith. <laughs> right. The Lord told me to give one penny. I don't know why. He just went... It wasn't God because it will always, I'm just telling you, it, it will require faith. It will, it will make you go, whoo, okay, Lord. Bless God. Here we go. It will. It'll just, it'll require faith. Abel's offering gave evidence. Gave evidence. What is the evidence that you have faith in God? What is the evidence that you love God? His offering gave him evidence. Well, how do I know you love God? Just look at my giving. But he was a righteous man, and God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead. My God, this is what, this is what giving will always do. It will always create legacy. Watch this. It will always create legacy. Listen. It will always create legacy. Listen to me. It will always create legacy. Though he is long dead, he still speaks. He speaks to us by his example of faith. We're still... The the real preacher today is not Jabin. It's Pastor Abel. He's the preacher. It's his life that we are imitating and that we are following in this text. Abel goes, guys, trust me. Yes, Cain killed me, but my voice still speaks. No, I did not live a long life, but I lived a full life. Oh, don't get it twisted. I know it looked like my obedience killed me, but it actually gave me a voice. Thousands. Of, I know that 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 obedience brought a, a financial backlash when he left that club, but his voice is now speaking. I wish I had a church that would help me preach just a little bit. I wish I had somebody just help me preach just a little bit. Because if he's still making what he was making and he's at the club right now, nobody's life has changed. And yes, Cain killed Abel, but Abel's voice still speaks. Because obedience always creates legacy. It's the story your kids will tell about you. It's the story your grandkids will tell about you. It's the legacy your friends will tell about you. You want to make an impact beyond your lifetime. You want to leave a legacy. You want to change future generations. You want to have a voice that outlives your own life. Be like Abel. Come on. Yes, that's right. I'm done. We got to end. We got to end right now. It's nine fifty-six. This is the first offering, and I think it, here's what I want it to I want it to ground us for the weeks to come. All I'm asking is that you ask God what you should do, and together we're going to do our best, whatever that that is. I'm not asking you to do something you can't do. You know, by faith I'm going to put on the credit card and just, no, we're not, at No. I know you heard that on Christian TV. You're not going to hear it here, no. Okay, we don't do that kind of weird stuff. The Apostle Paul actually says that there in 2 Corinthians 9. He says, I, it, it's, it's not, I'm not asking you to do something you can't do. I'm just asking you to do what you can do. Yeah, that's right. Right. And maybe you go, why do we have to do a series, and why do you give us a date? Why are we doing it on the, on the 28th? Why does it have to be? Well, first of all, what's funny is now this will be our fourth miracle offering. The miracle offering Sunday is always the lowest attendance of the year. Isn't that funny? People are like, I'm going on vacation. Uh, Number one. Number, Number two, because this is what the Apostle Paul taught us in 1 Corinthians chapter 16. He said, Hey, on the first day of the week, I want you to bring an offering. And he says, And I want you to bring the offering that you committed to giving. In other words, I want you to think about it, pray about it, budget for it, talk it over with your spouse. Prayerfully consider it. And then he said, so that when we come, this is all 1 Corinthians 16. So that when we come, there's there's no weird ill feelings. There's no pressure. There's no. That's That's why we do this. That's why we do it this way. And so whatever he tells you to do, do that. Do it out of a response to his goodness. Trust it. Talk it over with your spouse if you're married. If one spouse has a higher number than the other spouse, that's the Lord. you'll probably be the wife. Amen. <laughs> I'm kidding. You, you, y'all you hear from heaven. And, and together God is preparing us right now. He's preparing us for whatever he has for us next. And I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it with our own eyes. And so... Holy Spirit, we're opening our heart now over these next three weeks to hear from you. We're praying that you would speak to us and we're praying that this truly would be a season marked by miracles. I thank you, Lord, that this is a house of miracles. I thank you for all you've done in our lives and are doing in our lives right now. And I thank you for what you will do what you will accomplish. Thank you that you have a plan for this city. And therefore, you've sent all of us to be salt and light in this season. Holy Spirit, whatever you tell us to do, we're gonna do it. We we make that vow in our heart right now to obey your voice. Just every head bowed, every eye closed in this moment of prayer. God knew you could not separate your your gift from who you are. He knew it. So he gave us his best. He gave us Jesus. If you're in this room and you would say, I've never given my life to Christ or, Jamin, I'm far from God. I've walked away from God. I need to come back to God. I need to come home. If that's you, I want you to pray this prayer with me. I I need to give my life to Christ or I need to rededicate my life to Christ. Let's all pray together. Everyone out loud together. Say, Jesus, I believe in you. And I place my faith in you. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose again for me. So I give you my life. I surrender all to you. And I declare, Jesus is Lord of my life.